for the Dad Bod Rap Pop with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod Podcasting live from San Jose, California It's the dad bod rap pod I'm one-third of your host, Demon Carter, a.k.a. Dem One I am joined by Dave Ma, a.k.a. Young Lumberjack <laughs> aka ma bunyan <laughs> i was was gonna say maybe plaid villain but uh, uh, uh very nice okay, very okay, nice okay. that's plaid all i got villain. guys yeah you're like that's it and, and uh, it's, it's, happy monday you guys that's all i got there it is there it is uh also joined uh by a man who who needs no introduction except for most of the people who don't know him <laughs> nate leblanc what's happening man What's up, guys? Uh, we got 235 on it. That's quite a, quite a number of podcast episodes. <laughs> yes, nice. and I, I think in old school terms, we could almost buy an ounce now. So, <laughs> so we've come up. School. Yeah, uh, so we've come up is what you're saying. Uh, good to see y'all. Good to be here. I mentioned this in the last episode. When the releases are coming hot and heavy, um, we are like the Golden State Warriors. The ball just moves. Things happen, <laughs> right? Like, it's very easy to podcast in, in a time like this, and we are definitely experiencing a deluge of new releases. So we just want to take a little bit of time to talk about some of the ones we listened to uh, over the weekend. Nate, do we want to go in degrees of magnitude? What do we want to talk about first? But why don't we start with The Rock and Alk? Because yeah. for the people who chose, and that's Rock Marciano and The Alchemist, Elephant Man's Bones. Um, and if for some people, this album's a week old, right? They paid Rock to get the the waves or whatever. Oh, and that's right. I know we, I know I personally have done that for some other albums. I didn't for this one. I waited for the general release. So to me, it feels like a new release. But since it's kind of been in the ether for a while, let's start there. Okay, uh, the Elephant Man's Bones, Rock Marciano, and the Alchemist. Uh, I know here on this program we are on record. There are recordings of us being kind of eh on a uh, on Mount Marcy, uh, mm. and and openly speculating um, what was going to happen next. Dave, can anyone miss with Alchemist? Could we literally put Fred Durst and Alchemist in would it work? <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! I think um, I think Alchemist at this point maybe even overshadows, outshines the um, the rappers. I mean, and mm. I think that's sort of my take with this album. I need it. I think I feel like I need a little bit more time to unpack rock. Um, but I've had these moments with rock where I feel like if I'm not on his wavelength, if I'm not listening intently, it's kind of whatever. And so with this album, I listened to it. But um, what struck me right away was the production. And again, I think it sort of uh, cements the fact that Alchemist is probably the most consequential producer of the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, no, no, totally agree. Oh, that's it. That's an interesting take. Nate, were, were you struck more by the, the lyrics or the beats on your first pass? Always lyrics for me, um, just, just always. And like, uh, I listened to this in my headphones on my way to work, like mm. at nine o'clock in the morning or probably a little earlier than that because I had to be there at nine. So let's just pretend that's what happened. Um, and so 
it's just like, you know, it's it's a weird way to listen to rap, right? Like usually you'd want it in the car really loud, maybe some other people around. Like I'm just in there with rock whispering. Right, you know, yeah. Killer about about shooting your boss in the thigh. Yeah, over, over crazy <laughs> beats. So um, it was kind of an intimate listen. I did have a chance to zero in on it. And uh, I share your sentiment a little bit earlier, Damone, that I had a little trepidation. I was like, how long can he keep going with these amazingly consistent records? And yeah. um, Mount Marcy's not my favorite project of his, but that's fine. I do feel like this is kind of a return to form and that is an excellent rap record and that there's a ton to pick apart. There's lines, there's beats and movements. And it's mm -hmm. obvious that this is very intentional. They waited until it was perfect. And that um, this is a very, very good record. Yeah, a uh, friend of the program, the homie Cam, described it as his Beyonce record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of, for a lot of the heads, um, they they felt that way. I, I definitely kind of zero in with Rock projects on uh yeah the bars and kind of what he's doing because i think in a lot of ways he's really set the gold standard for um for what i call slick talk uh for sure saying, for sure. saying slick and clever shit um you know over over a certain type of beat that we enjoy and so um from that perspective he is definitely at the top of his game but i think my real takeaway is that um i'd like to hear him with established producers. I am not the biggest fan of him um, as a producer for his own stuff. Now he did um, he did this record for this dude, I think his name is TF, um, called Blame Kansas, which was actually pretty good, which I enjoyed that new rapping over Marcy's uh, production more than I enjoyed Marcy doing it. Cause uh, sometimes the way he raps in the space, it's a little too sparse, but Alchemist is the master of like open space that also feels full and complicated and just gives you a lot of things to think about. And then uh, Rock is at the top of his game in terms of um, slick talk and, and cadence. I was uh, chatting with Nate offline on the weekend about how um, he is really the guy in terms of cadences. Um, and when I, when I listen to other rappers, um, he is very, very influential in the way that he puts together an entendre. Um, it's actually new. And so I, I really enjoyed it from that thing. I'm still, you know, giggling at one-liners and, and different things. And like, he also said some insightful shit too. That's so, a, I think yeah. that's a little bit more prevalent on this uh, record. It's not just cinematic pimp mm -hmm. narrative. It's like, there's, there's a little bit more, um, I don't know what you, I, I guess I would call it vulnerability. Like, without, yeah. like well, you I, know, I don't want to, this is a grown man. I don't know how he feels about it, but um, you could come talk to us. It'll be kind of mm -hmm. tight. Uh, love to ask him. But yeah, it seemed like a little bit more of his personal life crept through in a welcome way. And I just have to say, I love Rock as a producer. Me um, too, me too. Yeah, and it's, uh, that's, not that. my, that's not my issue um, with the last thing, I don't think. And I think his stuff for other people is really interesting. He's made some of his own best beats that he, he, kind of was uh sounding so great over but that was a long time ago now you know yeah, stuff moves yeah. fast in hip-hop so I'm, I'm thinking about what you were saying and just rock rock is an rock is an under producer he 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 does a little bit less a lot of people do too much right rock but, does but a little bit less an under producer like that's that's what they do they, yeah kind of yeah yeah it's under it's understated yeah, yeah for sure for sure
Um, there's um, another record that we might get a chance to talk about. I don't know how the timing's going to work out. That almost feels like a therapy session, and I'm not going so far as to say that about this Rock Marciano record. Like he's doing his thing, no, and no, he's, he's telling he's his still. stories. And um, I wanted to ask you guys what you think of the Ice T moment. I'm here for Ice T moments. The more the more Ice T moments we can have, the better. Um, I think that um, I like for Ice T's third act where he he put some distance between himself and the fictional cop that he played right so that's that's i i listen to it i go okay his law and order stench hasn't prevented him from being a meaningful contributor on a record like this i, I thought it i thought it was cool i thought it, it it um a skit like that could very well have come across uh cheesy or or, or forced but i, I thought it was I've only I only heard about it. I didn't get to um, actually listen to it. Can you can one of you guys uh, describe it for me? He, uh, narr he be he's the like beginning narrator for a story song. He's OK. Like, OK. Let, let, let okay. me tell you what happened, kind of. And then Rock tells the story. It's kind of cool. It's uh, to me, it's kind of a flex, like because Ice-T is obviously a hip hop icon, but also just a famous person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and totally, so totally. it's always interesting when like I think you know, you see that there's mutual respect there between these two totally, figures who you totally. don't think of as connected in any way. It's like LA versus New York, like TV star yeah. versus, you know, underground rap well, they, hero. Like they have that pimpology, you know, connection. Yeah, yeah, that, kind right? of connection. I I would venture to guess though that this isn't an alchemist uh link up. Like they ran into each other at the coffee shop. One point, <laughs> right. And this dude's like, who's this little guy? And Alk is like, I'm alchemist come through i see is pushing 60s i would love to think he listens to rock marciano i'm just not sure i don't know either yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah um all right so that's a strong recommend from all of us let's uh For let's sure. talk about the new makami uh dollar menu four and we have to start with the cover oh album cover of the year already it's over <laughs> love it love it love it love it, love it. Uh, oh, my is about, is, about it is i my wife saw it just on Twitter, not knowing it was Makami, or no, she did know it was Makami because she she did this funny thing. I don't know if she can hear me through the door. She's like, who's Makami? And I'm like, it's, it's Mock, baby. And yeah. please don't do that in front of my friends. Like, just let them know, you know, it's Mock, right? Please, right? And then she's like, why is he making fun of Steph? And I'm like, no, oh, that is not what is happening here. That's not how I read it anyway. No, so I was just no, curious, right. like, what what is this cover about? It's like a photoshopped head on someone else's body, right? I I right. think I think it it makes me think back to uh, and we'll talk about this person a little bit when JID did the DiCaprio record mm -hmm. and got a and got a stand-in DiCaprio lookalike <laughs> to do the cover and then got it pulled. Um, I think I love it because it's it's using the Steph Curry iconography of like there's there are two things that are so bankable money. And Steph Curry, like Steph, Steph Curry's right. shot. yeah, yeah, represents right. money and excellence and like killing shit. And and I love that, um, obviously as a homer. Um, but I, I think it's just it's a flex in the sense of like, um, you know, Steph is being used here like how a Bentley might be used in a <laughs> right, 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 totally. It just represents winning, right? Winning, yeah. winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also think it's interesting that it's it's the old twenty dollar bills. Totally. That's why so, I think it couldn't so be Steph, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, Joey. <laughs> Steph got all the new ones. Uh, I I, I want to live in a world where he's seen this and, and takes the time to listen to it. Although, 
This has to be cleared, right? You can't just put somebody's face on your album cover who's like a modern celebrity who has Twitter and stuff, right? Like, right, right. I'm not sure how that works, dude. I mean, yes and no, because when you're like a a sports figure, I don't know if that that makes it any different. But um, I can see if it was like a like I know the you'd have to get the express written consent of the NBA if you use like (laughs) a photo of him shooting. But yeah, I don't know. I'd like to think that there was a reach out, but I have literally no idea. If anyone actually knows. It was no, Mox no Dentist. No rando speculators. DM us, please. Yeah, Mo- Mox Dentist <laughs> is also Steph Curry's dentist. That's what. Uh, th- that's how that came into being. That would not um, surprise me, honestly. Yeah, I, I l- let me start, Nate, by saying, um, here's my issue with this record. This is a collaborative record with Mock and the God Fahim. I like Fahim like I like Tahim, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know, Maybe a little bit around the rim of a glass. You're not exactly. just going to pour it directly on the mango. Yeah, like I'll just you know get a little on the fruit. I'm not. I'm not trying to get crazy. Um, I don't <laughs> like when when artists build um, group albums as solo albums. Like Jay Z has done this before. Um, there's different mm-hmm. artists that do that. That are like you're you're trying to pawn off your friends under your name. Now, I would have respected the record a lot more had it been called. Makami and the God Fahim dollar menu for, or maybe I'm just a lame and dollar menu uh, implies series. Yeah, that it's their series. And that's fine, but it's completely titled under Makami. So I'm, I kind of, I'm like, ah, you're making me kind of, you're force feeding me your foil. I know you, Mock <laughs> sounds fucking great after the God Fahim raps. That he is, it, it's an excellent foil. So good. Their styles are, so, are similar enough. The, the way they set it up, it's kind of like Fahim raps, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. And then Mott does a much better version of it. And it always right. sets him up perfectly. So I liked what I liked. I think um, I like the kind of return to, uh, you know, Mott gave us some real album-ass albums um, last year. And this, you know, he returned to more of a, of a mixtape uh, form, which, which that I did appreciate. I love this record. Um, uh, Shukran Don and Bunny Chow, I've been listening to um, on repeat. I think, um, to your point, Damone, I love the fact that, you know, Fahim sort of, um, it's like a one-two punch, right? He sort of sets mm-hmm. up and then Mach just goes in. And um, I think some of my favorite Mach moments are on this album. I mean, he's just so like effortless, but like also like obviously very thoughtful in, in like putting his uh, rhymes together. Um, I love this album. I like how short it is, you know? Um, the brevity of it, I think it's just perfect. And it's, I, I think I like Fahim a little bit more than you guys. I don't love Fahim, but um, I, I thought he was fine on this record. His voice has like a yearning to it that I think really works well when he's trying to be emotional. Yeah, mm. there, there are definitely songs in his back catalog where it's like perfectly uh, keyed to that thing you're talking about, David. It's like you can feel him reaching mm-hmm. with it in a way that I think is really interesting. I have to be honest with you guys, This I kind of left this for a time in the day on Friday when I wasn't able to fully pay attention to it. So I was liking what I was hearing, but I don't have any takes. It's just, I will gotcha. give it a deeper listen at some other point. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the producers on there, uh, Juju Gotti, uh, Big Chico, uh, Sadu Gold, never even heard of them. I don't but, know if uh, you guys remember this, but um, I told I told you guys I had listened to this uh, record by Big Chico, and then I believe he mm. opened that show uh, the Dev and the Dude show you were at. Oh, that okay. That's the same dude. The, I'm the pretty sure that's the familiar. same dude. And he has a he has an album that's a hundred percent produced by either Rock or someone else. 
And I was okay. like, it's pretty cool. I wasn't like, hey, this will change your life. But I was like, you guys should check this Big yeah, Chico record. Now his name is kind of okay. showing up. Mad okay, because the the openers for the Devin show I thought weren't bad for dudes yeah. I've never heard of. Okay, okay. Totally. And then uh, Dave Sadu Gold is fucking amazing. Like, a really? great okay. producer. Yeah, um, we've uh, used his. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I think I I think I named one of his records on my instrumental album of the year once. The oh, he's wow. in the, okay. the Gold and, Room. I am yeah. a super okay. huge fan of that album, Dude. The Gold Room. It's well, you, you I, should really love, check some stuff. Some I love the stuff beats out. on this album. So yeah, I mean, my takeaway so far with the with the three albums, and we're gonna get to the third or fourth one, but uh, for me, it's the production is is the standout of of this crop of releases. Nice. All right, how about Jid? Forever story. I have to say before we even start, like I'm super into this record. Like I, okay, I, I for me, this is the clear best record of these so far or maybe the one that i'm most oh, interested wow. in interesting at the interesting. moment okay. yeah okay okay uh, i don't really have takes that's the one that i really didn't even get a chance to listen yeah. to but having you having heard you say that though okay yeah. okay i mean uh, he, this kid can fucking rap dude like his For last sure. album sure. like just i was like wow the skill set is unreal it's actually yeah. funny because he's from atlanta it's like when you see trey young you're just like okay dude like oh it's a good core there you're like yeah. Yeah. you're on fire like yeah. you, like why don't people talk about you more like you know mm-hmm. what i mean but mm-hmm. like we're steph fans so we've seen some fire before right um right. so it's it's just nice to see a different kind of approach and there's you know it's like we don't really listen to a ton of like earth gang or other right. kind of like younger atlanta acts even though they're in like the lyrical lane like they're yeah. not the trap dudes from that scene they're the lyrical guys but i think maybe we should start like i'm um, just like I, I think this album is of a very very high quality and i'm okay. obsessed with the song um crack sandwich yeah it's okay yeah. Minute story song with all these different musical movements underneath it i put it in our little like printed raps like song of the weeks thing this week because okay it's, it's flames dude just super right. into it. yeah i i think um I think of the three of us, I keep a loose eye on that stuff. I'm always kind of like yeah. Dreamville and Earth Gang and all those type of rappers. I'm always going to it wanting more than I get when I leave. I'm always like, ah, that could have been something. Um, I think this new record, uh, The Forever Story, really is the best co- showcase of JID's work. Um, I've, I've been a fan for a minute, but I never felt like his albums properly captured his talent. Um, mm-hmm. which to me is kind of like he walks along the kind of little Wayne uh, wavelength of this rapid fire uh, word association, very clever, very quick um, style of rapping. And he does a really good thing on this album, which is sample the last poets. Whenever Ooh. you sample the last poets, it's hard okay. for you to lose. I was like, oh, okay, you really trying to make a record now. Oh, wow. uh, Damone, what did you think of how he kind of teased a Yasin Bay feature, and then <laughs> later in that. the album yeah. came through with it on a different song. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So he he samples a uh, Miss Fat Booty on on a track. There's a kind of a re interpolation or whatever of Miss Fat Booty with Twenty One Savage. Well, it's, the, so it's the Aretha Franklin song. Yes, uh, yes. Not yeah. That that yeah. was used for Miss Fat Booty. Yeah. Right. So, it, but it kind of plays on the the energy of that song. So when you read the track listing, you're like, oh. 
most death is gonna rap here but i'm glad he didn't i'm glad well, that i was like that would be oh, too oh. much right that it's would like be you, too you on the sample notes. the same thing and then you're gonna like what's he gonna yeah like, what is he gonna like, say actually like, uh miss fat booty and i got divorced and the alimony payments <laughs> exactly. are killing me and like still exactly. <laughs> you know we never really worked it out in therapy like <laughs> yeah i was like where can he go with this but he he didn't do that he he brings yasin in for another song which also works and i think it, it oh it's wow a, okay it's a testament to uh jid trying to put together an album that transcends his lane he's in a particular okay. lane um and i think that's the drawback of earth gang i think earth gang is are talented rappers and they have interesting beats sometimes but it's trying to tether too much to like we're from atlanta and futures on this mm. song and we want something that you can play in the club um i think jid is invoking the best parts of outcast there's there's a soulfulness to this record um it is it's it's more than just boom 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 um which i love some boom 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 but uh yeah i think it's a really strong record and i think it's it's a very interesting corollary is saba's record i think they yes, say that's a good connection they walk on on these similar I'm the paths. insane lyrical alien from my crew and i finally made a record that shows you all that without being too weird for normal people for for yeah exactly exactly which is interesting because when we talked to luca we had that conversation like your homies don't really like this shit, huh <laughs> <laughs> and so i feel uh, like with jid it's it, it is it's the meeting in the middle of, of his lyrical aspirations but also um you know trying to appease some of the traditional atlanta rap sensibilities and i think he falls right right in the middle uh jay just to echo your earlier point Damon, he clearly wouldn't exist without wayne like wayne is yes. his grandpa yeah. at this point i don't even yeah, know how else sure. to say it like for sure um but but not that many people could rap like wayne if they wanted to yeah so to yeah. have that ability to you know get there is is still just technically really impressive um but the thing i was going to say is in the first song he whispers it, but he says, like, I, I, you can play this for the hoes. And, you know, that's, that's almost like a, a meme within rap culture that, like, all the stuff, basically everything yeah. we like and celebrate on this show is, like, some scare in the hoes music. No offense, anyone. Like, I'm just using the Whoa, terminology Nate. of, uh... <laughs> sorry, mom, I know you listen. Um, you know, but he's like, and, and I, I think that's really important to have some things you can go to that still would interest you as like this hardcore hip hop head that are acceptable to play around other people. And so yeah. it's nice to have something that has a little bounce to it and has a little of that kind of, I think you said it very well earlier, outcast soulfulness and um, completeness. Like there's parts where it's just instrumental. It's parts where there's talking. It's, there's a lot going on. It's they're, they're fully record. formed songs and the, and it's a fully formed songs that, that turn into a fully formed record. That is, uh, I think the Dreamville, what usually scares me off about a lot of their artists is it'll be overwrought. It tries to tell you too much. It's too kind of, it has that kind of J. Cole guidance counselor rappy thing <laughs> that, I, that I don't. <laughs> That's an instant skip for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't that, ever want to be like. told. I want to, I want to, uh, divine it from the way that you weave from the, the tapestry not mm -hmm. like by you telling me you need to take an ap class that's good for your college transcripts yeah. which is such a he has yeah. that finger wagging yeah. thing that people can't yeah. see mm -hmm. what i'm doing right now that bugs the shit out of me but um i think the thing about some of this atlanta rap and like again not my world want to know more will will do my homework is like it never feels arty enough it's mm -hmm. like it's like who's the who's the 
really underground version of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think we found that. Like, uh, we know who the mid-level guys are, and we obviously know who Future and, w- like, you know, I, I say Wayne, but it's not really relevant. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who's, yeah. who's down here in the muck? Like, yeah. just, like, being real weird with their words, their soundscapes, like, trying different things. Like, there ha- that has to exist. Well, it was Earth Gang five or six years ago. Right. right. And then and then the closer that they you know, leveled up, though. Exactly. And then I think what really influences a lot of this, and I, and I know it's true for J.I.D. as well, is when cats start touring um, and have to have things that get people hype at a show. Yeah, I think that sure. in events, uh, Vince Stable is another example of a person mm. whose music evolved, as you could tell, they were doing big festival-y things. So mm. um, J.I.D., the, the Never Story or the Forever Story is really good. If you dig it, I would definitely uh, encourage folks to go back and peep the Never Story, uh, which was um, his debut record. It's kind of like a pre-Dreamville thing where I think um, they're trying to capture like some TDE energy on that record. I was really into that. I didn't like his second as much, but um, yeah, super strong record. I just think for people who like this show, if you were, have not been listening to him because it's like out of your wheelhouse, just appreciate the technical mastery of the rapping. Yeah, give it, give it a chance. Turning and uh, twisting and stopping and starting in ways that's just really, really impressive. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah, after hearing your guys' takes, I definitely uh, definitely need to check that out. Um, my girlfriend always um, listens to him. and I'm always like, oh, who's that? Who's that? He's always yeah, ear catching. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool to sort of see him on the Ascendant right now. Um, definitely need to check it out. Nice. I, I love it because when people do this and then I listen and I fucking can't stand it. Do <laughs> 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 when people do this shit and then you listen and you're like, this is like everything well, else. I it's can't actually stand. funny. And this like goes back with Dave and I just in our personal lives for decades at this point. But like, I've definitely overhyped some shit for Dave. And he's like, <laughs> he's like it, it wasn't all that, bro. Like, it's cool, but like, take it easy. So I feel like we're right on the borderline of doing that and we should get out of this. Uh, let's just hit, hit real quick. Um, Akai Solo's Body Feeling EP, his first EP for Backwoods. And basically the reason I want to bring this up, besides I think Akai Solo is a, a great rapper and someone we should be covering on the show, is Woods mentioned that this would be happening like three years ago, the first Damn, time we Wow. Wow. I think this That's has been crazy. in the works for quite a while. This is his EP on Backwoods, and he'll have an album out in November okay. on Backwoods. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is um it's just it's an interesting short EP. Um okay. some very it, it has kind of that murky. We've called it Sludge Village. Sweatshirty like, and yeah, sweatshirty, Mike-ish um yeah. kind yeah. of stuff. Um Akai Solo works closely with Iblis mm. and other producers that I'm interested in, but it's um very 404 y like you know, yeah. It's, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I'm having trouble articulating myself today, but I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I think it's really good. This is the record when I was saying it's like it's almost like you're hearing someone's like internal monologue, like it's that personal yeah, it, and, it's and that okay. work it's like wordy it's kind of like um it's kind of like a, a, a stream of consciousness you know what i mean the the bars run into each other um and there's some really interesting things if you kind of comb through it but the um the the rhyme schemes and such definitely are are of the uh sludge village um you know Earl universe so if you're into that you will really like this record um i talk to people for whom that gets on their nerves and then you will not like this record this is definitely like in (laughs) 
it has it's unapologetically on that side the beats are really interesting too i think that's what struck me about this record is um uh unlike some of the stuff that that earl is doing this is like a, a kind of a different beat palette so i, I appreciated that about mm -hmm. it and it did make me uh want to know kind of like what a full length backwoods release would be like now that we know that billy woods is like a and r to the stars and that he's telling <laughs> elucid what songs to cut and things like that so um yeah yeah i i i dug it um and it was just short enough to to where i couldn't get annoyed with it hey, that's the thing is like um i i uh, we are big fans of a short project it's like just get in get out it's like mm -hmm. let me decide how many times i listen to it but mm -hmm. don't don't make me get over it uh so i think and this is what an ep used to do it was mm. a teaser that tells you the direction in which the full length is heading right <laughs> classically in the music business that's what eps were and i don't really feel like that's what they are anymore they're either the batch of songs you made with someone that don't fit somewhere else or they're like a, they're not heading somewhere they're just like i need to keep work out yeah i need, right, to, yeah, I need right, to put something right. on streaming i need to you know i have these four things here you go you know what yep. i mean yeah yeah that's like maintenance Yes, exactly. Just give it feeding the fish. Just well, making sure they always I, have something. I want to come here and uh, make a case for the maxi single. Bring <laughs> back the maxi single, guys! You can get so much fucking mileage out of one song. Yeah, give me the, the acapellas, song. give me the instrumentals, right. give me a remix, give me a hip house track. Yeah. Uh, a special <laughs> a secret groove so you can only play it backwards like, yeah this so much that could happen with that that i feel like uh rappers are leaving that on the floor uh then they'll start doing it and i'll be mad that my idea was stolen so um uh, <laughs> maxi single first quarter 2023 <laughs> uh i'll call it maxi priest that's what i'm gonna say um, nice nice <laughs> uh, hey, you with a little collar on the front with the prayer hands emoji maxi beats um <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of a lot of hot new releases out there. Um, check them out. Let us know, uh, you know, if you agree or disagree with our takes here. Did we hype Jit up too much? Am I being uh, unnecessarily critical of Rock Marciano's production? You be the judge. Uh, hit yes. us up on Twitter at Dad. <laughs> Dave, that was rhetorical. So. <laughs> yeah, and another record in a in a, a release Friday for the ages was the Mayhem Loren um, Derringer link up entitled Black Vladimir. And uh, we were lucky enough to actually be able to talk to Mayhem Loren. First of all, shout out to Dave Ma, man. Like this is, this is a serious <laughs> fucking booking. How did this come about, Dave? Um, it just came through um, an old homie, um, Matt Conaway is his name. Um, if anybody is in the industry and wants to take that down, uh, make note of it, because he's an important dude. He's been around for a minute. Um, and um, yeah, we've always had a really good rapport. And he just he just brings cool things to the table for me. And I was lucky enough to, I was like, Mayhem Loren. So definitely chase that one down a little bit. And, um, yeah. you know, give, given all the stuff that Mayhem's working on, it's kind of perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, you guys will hear in the interview, but uh after this year he may be out of our range which is what i hope for <laughs> what i hope for all rappers million percent yeah that this is just the uh a, a takeoff point but nay mayhem loren is like he's a rapper but he's also like a rap personality right he is yeah he's, right. he's kind of one of those people you'll see on tv and you'll you you may or may not it's like 
okay, this sounds a little weird, especially me saying it, but it's like, you're like, why is that cooking show guy wearing so many gold chains? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like all poloed out and like his yeah. glasses are sick. And did he just reference Slick Rick? Like, you know right. what I mean? It's just right. like, it's he brings hip hop swag into the food space in a way that's super fun. Uh, it's so interesting that him and Bronson are so close and they do such similar things. And they actually, I think you have to get down into the nuances of it to see how they do it differently. It seems right. like they right. are very similar, but I actually, I, I've said this on the show before, I like Mayhem's cooking stuff better than Action's. Like, yeah. I think Action has the magnet magnetism and like a lot of the food stuff is like him showing you other things. It's like showing you this guy's, you know, just to use a very simple one, baklava or this yeah. Uh, yeah. grape product you can only get in this region of Italy, but May actually cooks. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. throw stuff together and i uh, i you know i love his language around food i think it's very interesting i think he's a very very charming tv host but i actually really like him as a rapper and mm -hmm. i think this um this album is really good and we interviewed derringer way back in the day way back uh, way back in the day i don't think a lot of people have checked that one out go back in the archives if you want to check that one out but it's he's just given a kind of um palette of some dark beats and he, he kind of rips them so I, I think there was a line on every song where i like i had a little chuckle you know what i mean yeah, i was like yeah, oh yeah, good yeah. good one you know what i mean yeah i think he's, he, I think he's he's great for that i mean just i mean his constant um flow i mean it's it's just like a jet stream of thoughts and and uh, observations and wordplay and um he's great man um i i love the title black vladimir um love the track uh black pino which uh uh, Bronson appears on totally. and yeah. um again I mean you know with, with the slew of recent releases I really still I still think the standout is um the production uh Derringer I think killed it on this um the beats are dark and they're ominous but not all of them not all of them specifically really sound like Griselda beats of that makes sense. yeah you know what I mean yeah it definitely it's a project although produced by Derringer has a lot of the Griselda kind of trademarks and I was trying to ask him this question I don't think I formatted it great but um <laughs> uh it has some of the griselda trademarks but it's also kind of different like it's it's mm -hmm. not um kind of a, a central casting uh griselda album so um yeah dope project and uh all around cool dude he was gracious enough to join us from the back of an uber which i do believe is a first <laughs> uh, so we unless tajay's wife is an uber driver was just gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Tajay was was in a car coming back from the desert, but um, yeah. Let's let's get into it. This is our interview with Mayhem Loren, Dad Bod Rap Punk. Yeah. White rocks, copper tops, niggas ducking feds. Same routine, we squeeze llamas at your heads. Polaroid, ready, whole frame, good than Versace. Dad by Rap Hot, every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us from his Uber, Mayhem Loren. What's good, man? Yo, what's the good word? I'm chilling, just. You know, just glad to be here. Just put out put out some new music and um yeah, I guess we're here to talk about it. Yeah, uh Black Vladimir is out right now, heard the record, you a Derringer. Um, super dope. Uh, did you just get to California? Is that what I heard? 
Nah, I was in California, Ohio, bouncing around. I, I don't even know where I'm at right now, bro. <laughs> I'm in Mars right now, you know what I mean? But I've been moving and shaking for like the last couple of weeks because, you know, I kind of, the, the, the project is like new energy for me. So now it's like, mm. it's not like I put out a project and I'm chilling. Now it's like the batteries in my back. So now I'm wrapping up everything else that I should have finished and started new things. And just, you know, it's, this is the new energy right here. That that's super dope. Uh, let, let's talk about the record a little bit. It's it's you and, and Derringer uh, collaborating. How did that how did that come into being? I mean, I've been cool with Griselda just just, just from early um early in terms of you know their musical career. Like we we didn't grow up together, but I've been cool with them maybe six seven years now. So um we would just kick it and um Gun really came up with the idea. You know um. I had done a joint or two with Derringer. I had done the feature for Fly God, and he was just like, yo, y'all sound dope together. You should do a project. And it was really, really that simple, you know? That's dope, man. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. You know, your your career has become like really multifaceted. I mean, just be, besides be, besides the music, of, of course, um, you have the cooking show, but I read that you did um, some voiceover work as well, just some voice work for uh, the World Cup and the Super Bowl. And yeah, I wanted... Yeah. I wanted to just ask, like, for someone who was, you know, born and raised in Queens, like, how are these experiences? I mean, it's amazing. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just taking the ride. I'm just, you know, being cool, being thankful, and I'm going to just keep creating and, you know, grabbing opportunities as they come my way. Like, like I had never even thought about doing voiceover work. Shout out to my, my man, Dom. Um, he was working with, a, with an ad agency. Actually, he tried, it's crazy, because he tried to get me a few other, um, a few other voiceover jobs that didn't work out. Like there was a Jordan commercial. I think it was Axe Body Spray. A few things. I wasn't good enough for, for Jordan or Axe Body Spray, but I got the World Cup. I got the Super Bowl. It just played out like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Dope. Congrats, man. Um, wanted to ask you a question about your... Um, I, I don't know. I'll just set it up briefly. Um, we listen to a lot of, uh, you know, rap music that do the show about it. And in the contemporary lane, a lot of people have a real laid back flow. But what I always appreciate about you is you bring this tremendous amount of energy to your songs. And it's just it just sets you apart from a lot of your contemporaries. If, if you get what I'm saying, do you mind like telling us, like, is that a choice you're making? Like, do you go in the booth hype? Like, do you get what I'm asking you? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, Honestly, I think that... um. It just varies. I think if you were to like break down my discography and like go song for song, like I may have more non laid back songs than my contemporaries, but I do have a bunch of laid back songs too. So I think it really depends on the beat, the topic, the mood. So I get what you're saying. Like I could turn it on and rap fast and aggressively, but I could also kick back. So yeah, right. I guess sometimes a lot, a lot of people in my circle don't really do the aggressive thing at all. They kind of just smooth with it. So yeah, I get it, but um, I don't know. It's just just, just a part of me. It's, it's, it's like having having different moves on a basketball court, you know? Yeah, well said. Yeah, that's that's super dope. Uh, kind of on that, on that topic, um, this new album with Derringer, uh, you got features from West Side Gun, you got features from uh, Conway. Um, how did you intentionally approach it from a perspective of like, it's not a Griselda record, but it's definitely a record that kind of fits within the Griselda canon. Were you trying to like 
be different from their other stuff? Were you trying to like what was your approach going into it? You know, I mean, working with it, them? It, my my approach was really just to make something great. Like like, like I said, Gunn had the idea. We we didn't say that it would necessarily be a Griselda project. We didn't say that it wouldn't either. We just started mm. to work and um and figured it out. You know what? I, I honestly took longer than um expected. Like some of those songs are maybe four years old. Like oh wow, because oh, we, we started we did like three songs. Then you know I was filming. I had the TV thing going on. I wasn't around. Then Griselda started blowing more. They were on tour. Mm -hmm. Derringer wasn't around. And we were on tour. We weren't around. So there were a lot of gaps and spaces in between. It's, it, it almost became like an urban legend. Like I heard a lot, like a lot of people <laughs> were saying on the net for years, like it's not coming out. It's not real. Like they didn't think it was actually going to happen. But um, yeah, we, we just took our time with it, chipped away when we got a chance. And um, I think that's why that's why it's so great. And I think that's why it has like a lot of different um vibes and energies, because even though it's cohesive musically, Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like I did it in the same zone or the same year or the same mind state. Like, mm. like I'm all over the place, you know? So I like mm. it. I think it worked out for the better. Right on, man. Thank you. You you know, you mentioned the TV thing and you mentioned um, your contemporaries. So I, I need to bring up Action Bronson. And um, I was lucky enough to interview Bronson a few years ago. And um, a lot of his stories. Uh, yeah, totally. A lot of his a lot of his stories and a lot of his history. He mentioned you in them. And so I just want to know, like, how did you guys met? How did you guys meet? And sort of, what, what's the what's the off camera chemistry like between you two? I mean, yo, honestly, we're, we're family. At the end of the day, like, I know Bronson since I'm 12 years old. Like, we grew up together. Wow. Like, it's not a music thing. It's not a TV thing. Like, that's my man. We we grew up together. Like, you know what I mean? We did graffiti together. We bought throwback jerseys together, ran around Brooklyn doing polo deals. Like that, that, that was my man. Like I, I don't really smoke, but I would take the haze runs with him uptown. Like since we were kids, like sneaking out the house, man, like, like to where we are now, it's just, he's family. That's dope. And just a quick follow-up on that. Uh, do you think there'll ever be a bebop and Rocksteady or a YouTube just album at some point? What me in action? Yeah. No, I asked that because me, 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 and X Y have a song called "Bebop and Rocks." That he oh, I fucked sure it up, man. I'm it. sorry. I thought it was. I thought that was you in action, and I always thought you two were perfect in those roles. But it was X Y that you were saying. My, that's my yeah. bad. Do you uh, think there will yeah, be a, a you in action record? I mean, it's always a possibility. We we haven't done it because we both just do so much. And like, if you look at it, his career, my career, we both put out. I don't even know. He's probably put out over ten projects. I think I've done something like the same. And with film, and we do a million things. So um. We just do our own thing, but it's always possible. Like, like really, all it would take is for us to just slow up and hang out for two months together, you know, work mm. out and pull the mic out. We'll get an album done by accident. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, like I said, there's not one really that's being planned, but it's it, it's never off the table. Like like I said, he's family. It's, it, it's easy. That's super. That's super dope. Um, I'm going to ask a question because it seems like the Internet is very, very curious uh what are your dietary restrictions like are you are you vegetarian like are you yeah check it out i i switched it up uh you know i was vegetarian i've been vegetarian for various um parts of time in my life you know what i mean i, t mm -hmm. I turned it off and on so j just by chance one episode of um fuck that's delicious i happen to be vegetarian i mean one not one episode one season mm -hmm. which made it interesting because it's a food show we're traveling around the world yeah. and uh 
I choose then to give myself restrictions. I really don't know why I did, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess that's just, just how I felt at the moment. But um, no, nah, right now I basically, I, I don't really eat beef and I don't eat pork, but um, anything else is a go, man. Anything that used to swim or used to fly, like you hey. throw it on the grill. <laughs> you know, I try um, to eat clean. You know, I try, okay. I, I try to stay away from um, fried foods, deep fried foods, you know, um, try to go organic when there's an option. Um, Things like that. I eat as clean as I can. That's just where I'm is at that, right now. Is that hard with the show? Like with traveling, touring, doing a show where y'all eat some wild shit sometimes. Is is it hard to kind of maintain your, your dietary restrictions? Nah, man. It's all about discipline. Like every gas station sells cashew, man. Cashews. And you can, <laughs> go, you can go to a supermarket anywhere and buy bananas in between. Like you might not be able to get the most amazing healthy food, but there's always an option. Like there's no excuse. When I do wrong, I know I'm doing wrong and I own it. It's not that I didn't have an option. Mm, mm, mm. Like earlier today, I had ice cream. I wanted ice cream. I didn't think it was good for me. That's what I chose to do. And I put chocolate syrup on it. Damn. <laughs> hot fudge. Correction, hot fudge. There you go. <laughs> um, sort of on that food tangent, um, flavor in your ear. I mean, you prepare, you prepare meals based on lyrics. And I was wondering, sort of, just can you give us a peek into your thinking process of how you come up with that show and those segments well all right let me let, let me jump into the, the cooking history in general before i get into that because for sure for sure thank I you so i had when we were um doing fuck that's delicious you know it was through vice television network and vice's food youtube channels munchies so i built some relationships there and had the opportunity to cook different things on munchies that definitely went viral the world loved they saw my shrimp palm on steroids turkey <laughs> chili I did a thing called Eat Like a Local where I was out late night, you know, grabbing food. And um, from that, I ended up doing my own cooking series with uh, some people called the Made In Network, great people. And um, we did a show called Fridge Diving first where it was like I would take things that were in the fridge and make something out of it. I mean, it was staged. It wasn't like completely <laughs> random. But, but the concept was like, oh, I'm going to make this and whatever. So then we were like, you know, fridge diving is cool, but it's just it's kind of all over the place. Like, why, why don't we come up with something more themed? And then, you know, rap, food, put them together, you know? And it was it, it was kind of that simple. Like, you know, there's a lot of great lyrics about food and I just get a chance to recreate them, put my own spin on them when possible. Or if not, I just cook it, you know, how I believe it was, you know, rapped about initially. That's dope, man. It's a popular segment and it still is. Um... Let's see here. Can I ask you a question about your album Silk Pyramids with Buck Wild? Certainly. Uh, I just talked uh, to Buck Wild too. I just before okay, I got on the dope. Program, I was talking to him. We uh, we interviewed him uh I think last year maybe and I was just amazed at how humble he was and uh kind of his thoughts on his own process. So, I guess I just want to ask you like what was it like working with him? Is that someone you looked up to when you were younger? He's kind of helped frame the sound of hip-hop that we love so we just hold him in very high regard yeah i mean i hold him in high regard man he, he he's um yeah of course i i looked up to him i came up hearing um everything he did at first it was a little surreal but then like you said he's just so humble it kind of it kind of was great to work with him early in my career because it kind of showed me like not, not that i didn't know how to behave but it made me realize like no matter how far you get or where you're at like be cool, be like Buck, like for real, right. like that's something I picked up from him. So um, yeah, it was an honor. And like I said, we're, we're great friends. I mean, we haven't put out an album since 2014, but I still talk to him every week. So we're obviously friends and we are working on new material also. 
we probably have around six, seven songs in the stash. So you could expect a Silk Pyramids part two hey. sooner than later, you know? That's good to hear. Super dope. Um, you're a man of many talents. I'm curious, what was your first love? Was it graffiti, rap, food? Like what, what was the first thing that you gravitated towards? Um, it was rap before everything. Like, like yeah. not, not necessarily that I wanted to be a rapper, but I, I, I mean, I, I was just into the music since I was a child, man. Like I really remember like listening to Slick Rick in elementary school. Like, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. Borrowing cassettes from my older cousin, the car, like, yeah, I just rap forever, you know? And then that just kind of opened the door for everything else that came with it. So, man, you know, uh, from your first love to your current business-minded endeavors, um, can you let people know a little bit about Black Truffle Enterprises and sort of what the um, impetus for that was and what we can expect moving forward? Yeah, well, basically, it's just an imprint. You know, it's an imprint. It's a label, per se. Like, I've been independent my whole career. I've done a lot of collabs with a lot of great people. Like we said, um, Buckwild, my brother Muggs, Harry Fraud, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I've kind of been a self-contained unit and I learned kind of like the behind the scenes of running a label, putting things out. Any project that I've ever been on, even a collab, I was co-executive produced by me or I put out my own projects that I've executive produced. So without even realizing it, like I've been running kind of like a label my whole career. So now I just figured it's time to make it official and focus yeah. primarily on my own projects. But in the meanwhile, there's a couple artists that I would love to um build with, put things out for them, curate things. And I'd also like to put out compilations because I know a bunch of dudes that, that that are nice and um I like to just put them together on projects. Like you know, you know what I missed? Like like when I when I grew up, soundtracks were a big thing. Like they were amazing, mm-hmm. you know, yep. hip hop soundtracks for movies. That's not really a thing anymore. So I would just like at least to make like to make compilations where you could just hear a, a dude from here, someone from here, this crew, that crew, and kind of just you know, put things together and put them out through through Black Shuffle Enterprises, you know? That's dope, man. I fully agree that the game is missing that and that that's how I used to learn about other artists. It's kind of like a co-sign situation. If you're produ- executive producing the compilation and you think these are the, the dope cats that we should be listening to, we're going to take that seriously. So that's, that's awesome. Um, we kind of want to wrap it up. We want to let you get back to your life, but um, just want to bring it back to Black Vladimir, which is in stores and streaming now. It's fully produced by Derringer. Do you have a favorite track or do you have anything you remember about the making of it that you just want to make sure people know when they nah, hear it? I mean, I just love it start to finish. I actually think, I don't want to say it's my favorite, but I think it might be my most cohesive body of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I not, I really love every song evenly. It's a great project. Um, nah. I mean, it's just, it's out there, streaming sites everywhere. And this Friday, we're going to go live. Mayhemloren.com is where you can get the vinyls. I have vinyls, mm. CDs, cassettes, a ton of merch is about to come out. So even now, if you go to mayhemloren.com, there's a, a place for you to put in your emails to sign up and we'll inform you as soon as everything is live, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you're from Queens. Give us your Queens rap Mount Rushmore. Top four rappers from Queens. Damn, top four rappers. That's that, <laughs> that's crazy because you know there's so like like 
Eighty yeah. percent of the great rappers are from Queens. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> but um, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to say G Rap. Okay. Nas. Mm-hmm. Prodigy. Okay. Yeah. Are you debating whether or not to put yourself? No, nah, I'm definitely not putting myself. Like, okay. I'm, I'm, not even, okay. Uh, I'm debating like there's so many great people. Like I need the, there needs to be five Mount Rushmore's, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. I kind of I kind of want to say, I mean, just in terms of what he's done and his legacy, you know, LL Cool J. Okay. Yeah. yeah nice okay. One. Yeah. But, yeah. But let me jump in and say just another personal favorite of mine is Cormega. He's just you know. Yeah. Mega's the man. You know what I mean? Just it really doesn't get much more Queens than that. So. Okay. Uh, th- th- thanks for indulging that. I I jump New York artists with that all all the time. <laughs> um, can you answer this about growing up in Queens when you were coming up and you seem to be a little younger than I was. The bridges over and all that shit still a thing relevant when you were a kid? Nah, not really. That was things that okay. I kind of like, you know, I, I knew about everything. Cause like I said, I'm I'm a student. Those are things that I had to go back to uh discover on my own, you know? But um, nah, that wasn't really a thing. That's what's up. Um, all right. Well, uh we appreciate you making the time. Black Vladimir is out right now. Uh, Mayhem Loren and Derringer. Um, while we have you, uh, what what's next? We got. I I know you just broke down the whole Black Vladimir, <laughs> but uh, are there any other any other things that folks should look for? Yeah, definitely. I mean, me me and Mugs, we have around thirty songs in the stash. Oh, um, okay. So me, me and Mugs are coming soon. Also, me me and Madlib have around thirty songs in the stash. So I don't know what's going to come out first, Mugs, Mad Lib. Who knows? Maybe there might be a Mugs and Mad Lib EP first to hey. promote over. There's no telling what's going to happen, but um, those are probably next. And like I said, I'm working with Buck. I'm working yep. with Fraud. Me and Darringer are definitely doing a part two. Like, yo, the game doesn't stop. Like, this this is day one in my head, you know? Oh, man, that's that's crazy, man. Hey, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we just really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. No, no doubt. Have a good one. All right, that was our conversation with Mayhem. Loren, um, super cool cat. I think there was a missed opportunity. I want to know what he's going to have for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask him what was the best thing he ate recently, but then he seemed like he didn't want to talk about where he was or where he was going, so I didn't and it yeah. was, he was like, it was a cheese steak. And I was like, oh, shit, he's in Philly. You know what uh, I mean? Okay, okay. <laughs> Cashews and bananas, dog. Dude, I... <laughs> I fucking honestly really needed to hear that, dude. Totally. Yeah, I no, it, I it felt yeah. like relevant life advice. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. No, totally. no. So uh, you, you got a lot in that interview. Um, very multifaceted dude. Um, and just, I, I come away from this conversation going, oh, man, the trajectory. I know. Like when you're doing that many things. 
well, he's a walking enterprise, dude. I mean, there's so many <laughs> things going on. And, um, you know, it's really cool to see that he's the nucleus of his operation. It's so great, of all these many operations. Yeah, totally. Um, super, super affable, willing to talk to us from the mm -hmm. back of an Uber. Um, and, you know, teased some, you know, he talked about Black Valdemir, but also teased some big, pretty big projects with, with Muggs and Maglin. That's yeah, crazy. I, when I was speaking to his uh, manager, he was like, "Yeah, he's working on a thing with Madlib, but don't say anything." But so I guess it's a cat's <laughs> out of the bag. So you know, that's pretty cool, though, man. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah, if, it's he, in... if he gets uh, if he gets a sort of like a the Freddie Gibbs treatment, th this could just change his the trajectory of his rap career too. Totally. Yeah, it seems like he's he's straddling some very um, interesting lanes and and doing it all doing it well and having a, a great approach to it because i i worry about djs and touring artists like how do you eat like mm -hmm. how do you how do you eat like it, or, you know I've, I've seen tweets from fonte about like how great 7-eleven hot dogs are shit like <laughs> you know what i mean and so i i my heart aches for folks but he seems like they have a, a great head on his shoulders great discipline so uh shout out to mayhem loren peep black vladimir which is out in all the places and uh hit up mayhemloren.com for all the drops uh he says vinyls <laughs> you know none of us are perfect it's an age thing right <laughs> uh per perhaps perhaps um but yeah you know that's just what you come to expect here on dead bod rap pod talking to people who are moving and shaping the culture and we're going to be doing some moving and shaking in real life uh, <laughs> your bros are headed out to Hyro Day. Um, listeners of this program obviously know who hieroglyphics are, but um, they actually put together a festival, which is recognized by the city of Oakland um, as an official day, um, something that I've heard about a bunch, but I've actually never been to. Um, and we're going to be up in the thing, right, Dave? Yes, sir. We're going to be walking around. And I, I mean, I just want to... Um point out that it's not just one day it's actually a weekend of activities as well yeah. so there's a 45 sessions which um which uh, a lot of our buddies are involved with albert jenkins and rice styles from Needle to the groove and it was put together by dj plattern and yep. you know dante ross domino breakbeat lou it's hosted by matt master ace so um the whole weekend there's a lot of stuff going on but yeah we are going to be out and about free reign in the back of um, Hyra Day. So hopefully we'll be getting some um, some cool interview grabs and um, just having a good time in Oakland. Yeah, excited about it. Um, some of the uh, lineup includes Fashan, um, Cool G Rap, which would mm. be pretty fucking tight to talk to. Mm. Um, cool Kim of the UMCs, like uh, oh, I think that's like oh. super dope. I like, you know, I love early UMC stuff. It's so playful. Same. Some of his later stuff is kind of not. I'm just fascinated by him. Master Ace and Marco Polo. Um, just Sugar T from the Click. Like, hey. that, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying uh, earlier on the Patreon, I was like, I wonder if we'll run into CMG from the Conscious Daughters. Like, she's not okay. on the lineup, but maybe she'll sure. come through. Um, I've I've always wanted to talk to Chewy Gomez, the like voice of Varia hip hop and radio that we grew up listening to. Totally. Um, there's a Zion I tribute, um, a tribute to Zumbi with Amp Live, Deucey Clips, The Grouch, Kev Choice, Vinrock. So there's there's a lot of dope stuff. And honestly, I'm kind of obviously reading from the flyer right now. There's a lot of 
cats I don't know that I need to get up on and just kind of see what's bubbling in the bay. And I think this will help us kind of connect with our roots a little bit because we have all listened to Barry hip hop for a lot of our lives, but so much of what we're currently focused on is in other scenes. So I think it's mm. kind of just, let's just see what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. So we'll, we'll be out there on a uh, Monday, um, Labor Day, Labor Day, Labor Day. We'll be out there on Labor Day, uh, doing behind the scenes interviews and basically, uh, wreaking havoc behind the scenes. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, who can get me in contact with Keisha Cole? Keisha Cole is going to be there, <laughs> which is wild to me. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, shout out to uh, Hyro Imperium for inviting us to take part. Uh, I, I, I feel like I didn't even mention like all the 12 dudes in Hyro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We've, we've interviewed our fair share, but I would, I would literally like to talk to all of them. So hopefully we can knock a few off the, off the list or at least just exchange dApps, maybe hand somebody a sticker, you know, like just yeah. like. Yeah, I hate the term networking, but we're going to have to do a little bit of that on Monday. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we're winding up for that. But uh, the dad bod rap pod conglomerate keeps chugging along. You can connect with us on Twitter at dad bod rap pod. You can connect with us on IG uh, at dad bod rap pod. And the bestest way to connect with us is on our Patreon. Burr, 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 burr. We've been uh, noticing an uptick in some of the subscriptions, so we appreciate mm. all the energy and support. Uh, Nate has taken over the editorial reign there, um, and it, it's been good times, man. It's a it's a lot going on. Purple rain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just a fun place to talk music and to get feedback and. We do talk about the show, but not a ton. We talk about other stuff. Um, we post, you know, bonus segments and stuff you can't hear anywhere else. And we're always, well, I, I like to think of the Patreon as a, a place to just interact with people on a little bit more one-to-one -one level and be a kind of laboratory for new ideas. And that's what we were kind of using it for more in the beginning. And I'd like to get back to some of that. So it's super fun having a community and uh, yeah. not something I was expecting when we started the show, but um i just i'm not saying this happens all the time or it will happen if you join but in one of our chat threads somebody mentioned he liked an old barrier group i happen to have a couple of the records and they weren't like exactly my thing so i was like what's your address i will send them to you these yeah. are yours now so yeah. it's just you know like you never know what can happen and um honestly i feel like we've given a ton to the world for no charge and we will always do that but it's fucking really cool when someone decides they want to invest in our uh, future and us continuing to do the show. And we actually just bought a new toy to do yeah. mobile recording with Patreon money, which is extremely right. rewarding. So it's like you sign up for the Patreon. We go to all these festivals. We interview the people you want to talk to. We come back and we talk about it both on the show and on the Patreon. It's just a beautiful circle. So absolutely. We do not waste the money on weed, you guys. This is yeah, a, not that that would be a waste, but that's not what we use it for. Yeah, we're holding out. We're holding out for a weed sponsorship. Our, our day so, job pays for that. Exactly. <laughs> like a grown man should. Um, we appreciate uh, everyone's time and attention this week. You know what it is. Every Thursday, Dad Bod, Rap Pod. Yo, yo, it's that nigga Lon Davious. 
To my niggas up top, clutching they ice pick Pushing foreigns with the top drop Copper brick, turn the kitchen to a chop shop Uh, we still wildin' VVS, one stones in the medallion We still wildin' VVS, one stones in the yo, medallion Yo, my block poppin' heavy, yo, every corner shaking. No violating, I got new max For my Jamaicans, I'm out west the man, I know you're sort of running around at the moment, so thank nah, you. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just left the airport. I'm, I'm in the, in the, in the Uber. You know.